Hello there. I've just listened back to a couple of episodes and I feel a bit cringy that I keep introducing myself as hello. (laughs) I can't do it another way. It's just what comes natural and I don't want to be overthinking this. Welcome back. We are on to page 35. Um, We are going to rediscover our values, page 35 to 39. And yesterday we had a safe place visualisation. So... What we're going to do today is start to identify what we find important and what is going to really help us to to grow as people and learn how to become adults that we've never we've never learned to be before because we've never had a good role model that was there to help us in our crisis moments or to prevent us from a crisis that would have happened when we were kids. So without further ado, starting from the subtitle Rediscover Your Values. The word values can be defined as your ethics, principles, ideals, standards or morals. These are literally the ideas, concepts and actions that fill your life with worth and importance. Remembering what you value in life can be a very powerful way to help you to tolerate a stressful situation. Now, I know us BPDers, when we go into stressful situations, we all of a sudden feel so alone. But by rediscovering our values, this is another another trick up our sleeves that we can learn so that we are in control of those emotions. It can also be particularly helpful when you find yourself upset over and over again in the same situation or with the same person. Sometimes we forget why we're doing something that's hard and this makes it difficult for us to continue. Maybe you have a job that you don't like and you wonder why you keep going to work. Perhaps you're going to school and you don't remember what your goals are. Or maybe you are in a relationship that isn't fulfilling and you wonder why you keep maintaining that relationship. In cases like these, remembering what you value can help you to tolerate those stressful situations and also help you create a more fulfilling life for yourself. Use the following exercises to explore what you value in life. Now, as a quick voice artist note, I want to say this is a big thing for BPDs. If we don't feel we have our values or respect them, we engage in risky behaviour. Now, risky behaviour for us doesn't always have to be taking drugs, going out on sexual rampages, drinking, violence. Sometimes it can be those self-destructive behaviours where we would just quit a job, we will walk out, we won't finish studying for an exam, we won't attend an exam. Now, I have done those things throughout my life. If I'm in a job and it's a hard day, I forget, why am I here? Yes, I'm thinking I'm here because I need to pay my bills at the end of the month, But in that moment, I'm just overwhelmed with this stressful feeling that I think, okay, how do I resolve this situation? The only way I know is to physically leave the situation. And I've left so many jobs and I've had exams that I just didn't go to because I thought, well, I'm going to fail. This is too stressful to deal with. I'm just not going to turn up. And that has been so catastrophic in my life. Yes, I've managed to deal with it now, but why do this behavior? We do it because we don't know any other way to cope in those stressful situations. And yes, it's healthy to us because we're avoiding that situation that's causing us pain and stress. But sometimes, like we learn from radical acceptance, you still have to divulge in those stressful moments. There's still times where you have to be going through something stressful, but you are better off being a stable, emotional, controlled person through that stressful moment than someone that has completely lost control. 
So let's move on. Let's look at the valued living questionnaire. This first exercise will ask you to identify how you value 10 different components of your life using the valued living questionnaire. As you read each component, ask yourself how important each of these areas is to your life, regardless of how much time or effort you now put into fulfilling the needs of that area. For example, maybe you highly value self-care regardless of the fact that you devote little time to it. So rate the importance of each component on a scale of 0 to 10. 0 being not important at all and 10 being extremely important. Do your best to rate them honestly, according to your own feelings, not to what you think you should rate them. Now there's a study, I can't remember the exact quotations, but as a summary of this, some scientists, some research social scientists gave a questionnaire to a series of people and they asked them to, on a scale of one to 10 throughout these different questions, to mark their personality. And as it turns out, people that don't have BPD, people that can function normally in life and have a healthy upbringing and are mentally stable, they will still lie because they can't be truthful to the fact that they think, I am a bit of a selfish person, but they will lie on the questionnaire and make themselves appear better. So that's a common thing that we all do. So if you go out to do this exercise and you're thinking, oh, I know that I should give my relationship score a 10, but I feel it should be a five, be honest because Because in a world where other people that are stable are not being true to themselves, be true to you. Focus on you and your answers because we can always fix things that you feel aren't quite right. So let's have a look. Now I'm going to go through my answers so you can imagine what the page looks like if you don't have the book with you. So when I first did this, um, and I would feel like my answers are possibly still the same actually, and I did this I think June 2019, and I'm still going to go ahead with these answers here. So the life components we have from zero to 10. So zero is not at imp- not important at all. Then we have moderately important in the middle and then extremely important. So family, other than romantic relationships or parenting. So I would give this now, um, actually no, I would give this a seven. And before I would say it was a zero. It was in a time when I wasn't talking to my family and I thought they're not important to me. It doesn't matter. So I'm just going to quickly Uh, circle that again just so I can make my own notes at the end of this session romantic relationships marriage life partners dating and so on and at the time I circled five but now I know it's definitely a 10 um, after doing my inner work but I'm gonna leave it as a five and give you the example of how you would work through this parenting I gave that as a 10 is extremely important because I know how bad childhood trauma is I don't have any kids at the moment but I still know that it's important to parent myself and my friends in some way friends and social life I gave this a seven work I gave this a 10 education and training gave it a 10 Recreation and fun, also a 10. Spirituality and religion, another 10. Citizenship and community life, that was about a 7 for me. And self-care, exercise, diet, relaxation and so on. I gave that a big 8. So what we need to do now is look at those scores that are under 10. And I'm going to talk you through how we do this. So the next exercise will help you to create a more fulfilling life for yourself by formulating intentions and committed actions based on your values. Maybe you already dedicate a lot of time to the components of your life that you value, or maybe you don't. 
Either way, this exercise will help you think about ways to make your life feel more fulfilling based on what you think is important. So first, using the living questionnaire, identify the components of your life that you rated between 5 and 10, from moderately important to extremely important, and then fill in the names of those areas on the committed action worksheet that follows this questionnaire. Next, we will identify one intention for each of these valued components, which will help make your life feel more fulfilling. For example, if you rated education highly, maybe your intention would be to go back to school. Or if you rated romantic partnerships, um, I've just lost my train of thought. If you rated romantic partnerships highly, maybe your intention would be to spend more time with my spouse or partner. And then finally, identify several actions that you are willing to commit to doing that will move you towards your intention. Also, note when you're willing to begin that commitment. For example, your intention is to go back to school. So the actions you list might include getting a catalogue of classes next week and then signing up for a class within the next three weeks. So we're not like, pow, let's do this all in three days. If your intention is to spend more time with your spouse, your committed actions might include not working overtime for the next month and spending less time with friends for the next two weeks. And again, the purpose of this exercise is to fill your life with activities that are important to you. Creating a life that you value can often help you deal with other situations that are distressing and less desirable. Having a fulfilling life can give you something to look forward to when you are doing something you don't like. And it can make you feel stronger during times of distress. And I was also reading another research paper about social science and how humans are very goal-driven, despite what we think we are. And before you achieve a goal that you've set out to achieve, you've got to be planning something else. Because if you do something, the novelty factor wears off. You reach that goal and then you're like, oh, I'm bored now. And you don't keep going. So you have to continuously set goals before you get to the deadline of that previous goal you set. So... Something that I want you to think of right here is if you're having a distressing moment, think about your values of what you've written down here and then think, oh, it's okay because I have this thing to look forward to with my best friend. We're doing this thing or I've got this thing with my partner or I'm going to a family occasion or I have a training thing. Always think in your head, what can you... What do you know that's going to happen that's going to make you feel excited to bump up your intentional goal? And I would say try to have at least three things a month. So start of the month, the middle of the month and the end of the month. Now they can be big or small. For me, I love going to my friend's house and we take it in turns now to cook dinner with each other. And that's a new thing we've started. But I'm going to get excited for that. One, that conquers my eating disorder. Two, it makes sure I actually eat. And three, it builds my parental skills for cooking. (laughs) And I get to spend time with my friends. So I get excited by that. Um, When I see my partner, even if it's just one day a week, I get excited. I really want to make the most of it. Before, I didn't have that mindset to appreciate and value those things. But now that's different. So let's go on to the next page. This is the committed action worksheet. So number one, a component of my life that I value is the romantic relationship with my partner. My intention 
intention for this component is to spend more time with him and also to be very in tune to him because having BPD, you can be in a room with someone and it doesn't matter if they're your best friend, a family member or your partner, you still don't quite feel that there is that love and intention there in the air because we have so many things going throughout our head. We are judging how they talk, their body language, how they respond to our questions, where they're sat next to us, the things they've done. It's crazy. So my intention was to be very in the moment with my partner when I hang out with him. So the committed actions that I'm willing to take include the following. I'm going to have not to work during the weekends because I'm so work driven. I feel that's the one thing that is is kind of consistent in my life. I have pushed family, friends, partners away previously in my life because I focused all on, more on work. So but obviously, you know that there's times I've walked out on jobs and I've just, I have been sacked because of my BPD behavior. So I need to focus on other things. So I want to do no work during the weekends unless like money's short, then fair enough, I will, will work overtime, but to be very present and to arrange plans for things, fun things to do, to get to know him more so he can get to know me as I'm branching out of overcoming BPD. So doing fun things that we both enjoy, having fun, having giggles and, and going on new um, new kind of like journeys together, whether it's mental, spiritual, physical, learning new things, because that really does build a bond. Number two, a component of my life that I value is work, if you hadn't guessed it. My intention for this component is to not book so many days off and to push through irritability. So I'm just going to explain that there. With my BPD, I have been sacked from many jobs because some days I overwork and overwork and something can trigger that irritability, that anger inside me that we learn from radical acceptance. And when I have that feeling, I cannot shake it. Obviously, now it's a little bit different. I've learned skills, but I would be so irritable that I just would not turn up to work that day. Doesn't matter if I'm working from home, if I was teaching, if I was working in retail. I would call in sick because my emotions would be all over the place for the whole day and I couldn't be my best self. So the committed actions I'm willing to take are going to be, it, when I wrote this, it was to have no days off this August for the job I was working at and to not work any overtime. So I was doing just the bare minimum and then I was going to receive a bonus by not having any, any days off. So I would say two solid hours minimum on a side business because I can literally do five jobs in a day because I'm self-employed and I would just wake up in the morning early, work, forget to eat or refuse to eat and then go to bed when I'm literally, my eyes are so sore from looking at the computer screen. So I set myself two solid hours a day on one business project and then to set weekly business goals that are achievable. So I wrote down, here's something small, for example, gaining Instagram followers, people signing up to my emailing list or doing some back-end work. Number three, a component of my life that I value is self-care. So my intention for this component is to look after my health daily. And the committed actions that I'm willing to take include the following. Two meals that are planned and make daily. Sometimes I, I like, I'm really getting into intermittent fasting. So two meals a day is fine if I have a big meal in the morning or a small meal in the morning and then a large meal in the afternoon and vice versa. Um... 
so I said two meals because the third time, because I live on my own, I tend to cook lots more than I need to. And then that's always like a, a third meal for the day. Daily exercise, even if it's just morning yoga, because I know I feel so good after morning yoga. I know that I've stretched my body with the tension I get in my body from feeling stressed, loosen up those joints, warming up the muscles, just makes me feel amazing for the rest of the day and have a set sleeping routine. So I have to be in bed by 11 p.m. No technology whatsoever. So there we go. That worksheet is something that you have to be working through every single day and make sure those goals are achievable. Like the example with obtaining a course catalog for a new course you want to do. Don't be like, okay, in the next week, I'm going to pick my course, sign up, pay my deposit. No, take it slow because you're still going to reach the end goal no matter how slowly. And we know this story. You know, you you can have time to fall asleep. No, 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 that's the wrong story. You don't have time to think you're in the lead and then fall asleep under a tree. You've got to be a slow tortoise. But the tortoise literally takes his own thing. You know, then he's passing everyone on the sofa that has BPD, that aren't doing their work, their healing work. Then he crosses the line and everyone's like, holy damn, you're amazing. Okay, now we're going to talk about identifying your higher power, but that is going to be for tomorrow. So come back tomorrow. We're going to go from page 39 to 46. We're going to identify our higher powers, which is something it's not going to be godlike if you're not interested in that. It could be very spiritual, but it's basically understanding... um, our kind of where we fit in into the world, whether you are um, spiritual, if you are engaged in like religious ceremonies or you're an atheist, we all feel we have some connection to this world, even if it's very subtle. For example, I know that my actions today can greatly affect the person I see in the day. Or if I don't answer my door to the postman who's knocking on my door with a parcel, that will affect his actions when I don't answer, yet he can hear me talking on my phone in the background. You see where I'm going with this? It doesn't have to be so far and so fetched and like very Shakespearean and dramatic and oh, and then an angel shone down from heaven and blessed thee. No, how do you feel you fit into the world? That's what we're going to do tomorrow. So I will hear, I will, well, you, you will hear from me tomorrow. And yes, I'm signing off. Have an amazing day, whatever you do. Remember, you are not alone with having borderline. No matter if you've just started listening to this episode or not, you've got all the time in the world to go back to listen to every single one and join our Discord channel. The links are in the, the sidebar. If you're listening to this on, say, Spotify, you might not see the Discord links, but head over to anchor.fm. If you... Um, head over there to see the original podcast, which is called the DBT Book Club. You will find all the links where you can buy the book of Amazon. If you join the Discord channel, you can get the book for free. We have a digital free version of it. And yes, it'll be fun. It's great to talk to other people that have the same disorder because we feel so alone as it is. And knowing there's other people out there that are in a struggle, it just takes that weight off us. So I will speak to you tomorrow. Have an amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye.